0: So that we can be that he can uh, be preached uh, to the ends of the earth. Amen. And so as we look at this today uh, at the end of the service when we, by our time of uh, giving, uh, you can just place it in any of the boxes around. Uh, man, you can you can give your offering Christmas offering today any way you want to. You can give it in cash check. You can go to the to the uh, core out there and you can even charge it. Amen. But uh, there's one way you can't give it. We're not coming to take it from you. Amen. And so if you want to give this offering, it's a great opportunity for you to do that. Amen. And so thank you for this is a, one of our camp Christmases in Peru. And what a great honor. Just great things are happening there in Peru. Uh, in February, we'll be traveling to Peru to dedicate the church building that we built on top of the mountain. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for that. Amen. Isn't that good stuff today? Praise the Lord. Today uh, we've been going through a sermon series and uh, it's been an interesting sermon series and we started out dealing with just one baby in a manger and uh, that one baby in a manger uh, has uh, we walked through the life of Jesus led to one boy in transition led to one man on a mission last week we looked at a sermon dealing with one servant serving and then today uh, we want to look at a sermon in the Christmas story that deals with one Savior saving. Here's what the Bible says in the book of Luke. There's two places you can turn to, Luke uh, 2 and Acts 2. But in Luke 2 and 8, it says, And in the same region there were shepherds who were staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord stood before them and said, Glory to God in the highest. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people, for unto you is born this day a Savior, which is Christ our Lord. A Savior, which is Christ our Lord. We think about this today uh, when when you have a baby, and uh, we have some family members in our faith family that's just had a baby. And when you just have that baby, they take your little baby and they, they make a, an imprint of their hand and their feet. And I was thinking about that with Jesus, the hand and feet of Jesus. When he was a little baby, had they, had they took his handprint and uh, made it uh, an image on a piece of paper like they do today, wow, that hand would grow up to become the hand that would be pierced for us. You see, the Bible says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Not a baby, a Savior. A Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Yes, we eat Christmas, we celebrate the baby in the manger. And today, it's kind of a little different message amen we kind of started this thing backwards i mean most preachers today are preaching on the baby in the manger but i mean we've been from the baby in the manger the boy in transition to the man on a mission to one servant serving and today one savior saving because he wasn't born because he was bored he didn't come to earth because he was on a field trip he came on a mission to be the savior which is Christ. The lord if you have your bible if you look over in the book of acts chapter two it's an interesting passage of scripture jesus jesus uh uh, had died he'd been crucified and he told the disciples to go and wait for the promise of the father and here's what it says in the book of acts chapter two when we look at this we can see an interesting dynamic of what god is telling us and it's really all of acts chapter one and they wait and they're waiting on the promise of the father and it was the day. It was the day of Pentecost. It was 50 days after the Passover. Was the context of what was happening? 50 days after they were gathering for the for the day of Pentecost, and uh, on this day, all of a sudden, as they were gathering, people from all these different nations, all these different nationalities, were gathering on that day. Over 16 different nationalities we there that day. It's one of the reasons that Family of Grace that we strive to be so diverse, not just uh, ethnically, but culturally and generationally, because the new testament is a picture of diversity it's not a picture of one homogeneous unit that all looks the same but the new testament is a picture of diversity and here was a picture of diversity they didn't even speak the same language matter of fact in the beginning in genesis all of humanity spoke the same language but they wanted to build this tower to get to heaven and uh it says they were on this mission to build this tower and god came down and confused their language So that no one could understand what the other people were saying. And the tower ceased to be built and they began to spread across the world. Since that day, since that day in Genesis, no man had ever heard the same language again but in acts chapter 2 something happened when the promise of the father came down this is really christmas morning for the holy spirit today is christmas morning this is the day that we celebrate the arrival of jesus christ putting on flesh and becoming a baby in the manger and that's the day that we celebrate december 25th but I, what i want you to understand is something greater That in acts chapter 2 it's christmas morning for the holy spirit i mean we celebrate christmas that's the day jesus showed up in acts chapter 2 this is the day the holy spirit showed up Are You with me? And so all of a sudden the Holy Spirit showed up and uh, there began to be speaking in in tongues and all of a sudden it began to confuse people all around. And all of a sudden uh, it says that every man heard them in their own language. Now that hadn't happened since Babel. That hadn't happened since Genesis 2. I mean, think about that. In the beginning, they were in Genesis they were trying to confuse they were trying to build a tower so God confused their language. They were Get this one picture. This is the picture of Christmas. They were in their own strength trying to build access to heaven. I want you to get this. They were trying to build a a tower that could go from earth to heaven, and God came down and confused their language. But in Acts chapter 2, there wasn't a tower made with hands that were built, but Jesus had made a way. Jesus had become the access. And now all of a sudden that they didn't have to build it in their own strength, God built it in His spirit and here's what happened god came down and unconfused their language but confused them when he was doing it it says every man heard them in their own language and they said these guys have to be drunk we've never heard anything like this and so peter stood up and he began he began to basically say i don't believe this was ever meant to really be a sermon but peter stood up And he began to tell them about the purpose. He began to say this. If you look at it, he began to share this and unpack this sermon. And it's in a phenomenal passage of Scripture. And it says this, but Peter stood up in verse 14 with the 11 and he raised his voice and proclaimed to them, Jewish men and women, what we are seeing is what God has been talking about from times past. And then you fast forward with me, if you will, and begin to unpack this. He says, uh, men of Israel, listen in verse 22. These are the words of Jesus of Nazareth, a man appointed out to you by God with miracles, with wonders, with signs, and God did among him and all of these things. And he delivered up, according to God, the determined plan and foreknowledge that God used. And all of a sudden, they begin to share this message And so as they're sharing this message in verse 37, it says, And when they heard this, they were pierced to their heart. And Peter and the rest of the apostles and brothers said, What must we do? And Peter said, Repent. And then go and be baptized in the name of Jesus under the authority of his ministry. When you look at this, we begin to see this. He says, repent. He begins to unpack this. Go back to verse 36. He says, let all of the house of Israel know certainly and with certainty that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Savior. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior which is Christ the Lord. There's three things I want you to write down today about one savior serving. Number 1, I want you to understand that it was the same Jesus. The one that was a baby that was born in the manger, the same little boy that was teaching in the temple at 12, the same young man who was on a mission, fasting and praying in the wilderness for 40 days and then engaging in ministry, the same one being tempted by Satan. It's that same Jesus. That same Jesus in the wilderness was that same boy in the temple was that same baby in a manger are you with me for just a moment and then that same man who was being tempted in the wilderness moved forward to become one servant serving yes that same Jesus last week who took a towel and girded himself and began to clean the nasty feet of his disciples it was that same Jesus that was a young man on a mission there was a young boy in the temple that was a young baby in the manger you see Jesus was born with a purpose. He. Was born with a purpose, and the purpose was to be the Savior, to seek and to save those which were lost. I'm telling you today, the Christmas miracle is this that for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever would believe in, whoever would cling to, whoever would rely on, would not perish, but have everlasting life. Today, what God is saying, what God is saying, the man on the mission was a servant serving but was a savior who would be crucified the purpose of his birth the purpose of the birth of jesus was for you as we looked in the very first sermon with one baby in a manger each and every one of us were born with a purpose the same way that he had a purpose to be the savior of the world you have a purpose And your purpose is to reflect the glory of God. Your purpose is to honor God. Now, what occupation God gives you for you to be to do that, I don't know. But whatever it is, no matter what you do, if you're a policeman, if you're a fireman, if you're a baker, if you're a butcher, if you're a carpenter, if you're an architect, if you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, a mechanic, I don't know what it is. But if you have an office, it's the place that God wants you to glorify him. If you have a farm, God wants you to glorify him on the farm. If you have a cubicle, glorify him him in the cubicle if you have a squad car glorify him in the squad car when you get up in the morning glorify him when you walk through the day glorify him when you go down at night glorify him because that is the purpose that we should glorify the son of god the purpose of the birth was to make a way for you and i to have access isn't it something that man think about this picture Man was down there building a tower. Think about that. You ever built something? It's hard. It's painful. It's backbreaking. Going through this process, building this tower, coming together, raising this tower to the heavens, trying to get to God. And God says, Your way is insufficient. And He stopped what they were doing and what God did with His own arm, according to Isaiah. Was he, he came down on a mission. The Bible says in the book of Ezekiel that God looked for a man to stand in the gap, but he found no one. So with his own arm, he brought down salvation. With his own arm, he became the baby in the manger. With his own arm, he became the boy in the temple. With his own arm, he became the man on a mission. With his own arm, he became the servant serving the least of them, the lowliest task. But with his own arm, he laid them out on the cross. And for that purpose was that little baby born. Merry Christmas was written in red by the blood of Jesus. The purpose of his birth the promise through his life. See, he was born to give hope to our life. The Bible says this in verses 22. Look at it if you would in your Bible. In verse 22, he says, Men of Israel, listen to these same words. The Jesus of Nazareth was visited. Uh, Nazareth was a man pointed out to you by God with miracles, with wonders, with signs that God did among you through just as you yourselves now though he was delivered up according to God's determined plan. Man, when you look at this and you just read this whole thing here, I mean, when you unpack it, when you unpack it, it is so overwhelming. Verse 32 says, God has resurrected this Jesus and we are his witnesses. The purpose of his birth is what we're celebrating today. But because he was born came life. And promises were fulfilled through his life. Miracles. He says, guys, Jewish people, Jewish people, you saw the miracles. You've seen the miracles. Some of you are the miracle. I mean, think about the leper whose flesh was being eaten from the outside in, who now had been made whole. Think about Lazarus who had been in the grave so long he had began to stink is what the scripture says but now he was alive and well think about blind Bartimaeus who couldn't see anything but now he could see I'm just telling you for a moment I mean think about him think about him think about Zacchaeus whose problems were so overwhelming they sent him up a tree for the love of all that's good and decent I mean not only was he a wits in corner it had pushed him up a tree because all he knew was maybe just Maybe this man Jesus could be the solution. Maybe through his life could become a promise for him. And I want you to know today, no matter how low you may feel or how high you may feel today, that our Jesus Christ, that same Jesus that was born in a manger, that same Jesus that worked in a carpenter shop, that same Jesus that lived and he died and he rose again, rose again for you and I. Promise of life. Last thing I want you to write down today is this. The provision through the grave. Christmas is about the purpose of his birth, the promise through his life, and the provision through the grave. The Bible says this, overwhelming. He looks at the men of Israel and he says, This same Jesus whom you crucified is now both Lord and Messiah. For unto you is born this day. You remember that declaration? You remember when those shepherds came to town and they said, you're not going to believe. But we heard there's a Savior in town. You're not going to believe this. That same Jesus, that same Jesus is now both Lord and Messiah. And when they heard that, they were pierced to the heart. They were pricked with conviction. And they said, what do you want us to do? The biggest miracle of Pentecost was not the gift of interpretation of tongues. The biggest gift of Pentecost was that people were born again. Listen to what the Bible says in verse 41. So those who accepted the message were baptized. And about 3,000 were added to the church that day. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread. How was that possible? Because there was this great divide. This week there's been a big debate going around. Andy Stanley's made some comments in a sermon dealing with Christmas that That uh, the virgin birth is non-essential. And uh, it's been debate going all around. Like it doesn't really matter if she was a virgin or she wasn't a virgin. Listen. A virgin, if she was not a virgin. Then it was not an immaculate conception. If it was not an immaculate conception. Then there was sin in the mix there was sin in the mix he wasn't the spotless lamb as essential as the resurrection is to salvation so is every jot and every tittle to the prophecies of the birth the life the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ think about this one savior saving You know there was that one gift that you couldn't wait for your children to open. The big gift. The one you put all the stock in. You know there's that one big gift you got for your sweetheart. That one big gift you got for your mom and dad. There's this one big gift. And it's that men who are broken, women whose lives are undone, children who feel like orphans, can have access back to a holy God. See, God could have sent Jesus at 33 years of age. He could have done his ministry for a few months and went to the cross. But then he wouldn't have been able to identify with humanity at every junction. So from infancy to childhood, adolescence, childhood, teenage years, young man. One minister became one savior. Quit looking for the answer in all the wrong places. Don't leave the greatest gift there is unwrapped and undone. Don't leave it unwrapped and under the tree. Because Jesus literally died on a tree for you. That's the Christmas miracle. The Christmas miracle is that he knew me, yet he loved me. (laughs) That's a Christmas miracle. The Christmas miracle is that he knew I would betray him. He knew I'd break his heart, yet he still loved me. Yet he still went to the orphanage of hell and filled out my adoption papers. And said, son, you can come home with me. There's room for you at my table. There's room at you for my table. And my friends today, there's room for you at his table. Would you allow him the greatest privilege in all the world? That's for you to sit. At his table For you to say yes Lord I understand why you were born I understand why you lived I understand why you died And I want to give my heart to you With your head bowed right now this morning Maybe you've never done that today you want to do that it's simple you admit that he did it all you admit that you're a sinner you admit that you have fallen short of his grace and his glory and you believe you believe that he was born for you you believe that he lived for you you believe that he died for you you believe that he rose again for you and then you commit your life by confessing your sins. Just pray, God, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, I know I've fallen short of your glory. Lord, I know I've missed your expectation. But God, Lord, today I'm tired. I'm tired of trying to find it in church. I'm tired of trying to find it in relationships. Lord, I'm tired of trying to find it in new jobs and new homes and new hobbies. Lord, today I want to find it in you. And I commit my life to you your head bowed today if that's you and you pray a prayer or something like that I want you just to look up at me right here eyeball to eyeball just for a minute everybody else just be praying but if you pray a prayer or something like that today just look at me for one second one second Merry Christmas Merry Christmas to you wow that's the greatest today will be the greatest day in your life today let's talk about it let's go deeper Let's explore this. Let's follow him. Just give it to him. Quit worrying about the details. God is the detailed person. If you don't believe me, have you ever seen the sun come up and go down? Have you ever seen the leaves change? Have you ever looked at your spouse or your children? Have you ever admired the beauty of the the oceans or the mountains? He is a detailed person. Quit trying to fix it before you get to Jesus and just run to Jesus and say Lord here's all my details look you don't need a disclaimer he already knows how broken you are just give it to him now I'm gonna pray for you today if you prayed that prayer and you ready to make that kind of commitment here's what I want you to do I want you to come down here and I want you to make a declaration and say this is the day that I nailed it down and run and, and the Bible says that to confess Him before men and women, confess Him. Confess Him before men and women, and uh, He'll confess us in heaven. Amen. Public statement: He was born publicly in a manger. He lived publicly in humiliation. He died publicly on the cross, and He rose again publicly for you. So let's pray right now today, God, in Jesus' name. There's some people in here that have committed their life to you. And, Lord, I believe they've prayed that prayer. Lord, I believe they've looked at me eyeball to eyeball today. And, Lord, right now I just pray that, God, you would give them courage to follow through on that commitment. Lord, the courage it took for you to leave the presence of the Father and come and live in, in the flesh. Lord, to be sick, to be tired, to suffer, to feel abandonment, God, to go through all of those things. Lord, all that you've done for us, Lord, help us to live for you now god right now i pray that you would give them courage to make that declaration today and then lord there's some lord they already know they're born again lord but god they've just strayed lord they've wandered far from home lord maybe today you would give them courage to return home and say lord i want to come home for christmas lord i want to love you i want to serve you help me where i'm weak and then lord for those who are sold out lord who are walking the walk day in and day out god may you fill their soul with fire with passion with joy unspeakable and full of glory on this day in jesus name we pray amen